The following podcast is the audio version of a previously broadcasted program. It may contain words and expression which might require watching. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We also welcome your comments, your suggestions, and yes, your criticism. For details on our broadcast, please visit sluza.com. That's S-L-O-O-Z-A-R.com. That's Sluza.com. The podcast begins next. My name is Mike Duchenne, and this is Sousa. Rise of COVID, the death of our planet. Again, my name is Mike Duchenne, and this is Sluza, the place for common sense. Today is Saturday, July 31st, 20. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended the Obama legacy. A friend actually recommended the Obama legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Hello once again, my name is uh, Mike Duchenne and this is uh, Sousa, the place for common sense. Today we are going to talk about two very specific and important topics, the rise of a pandemic and of course the environment, two topics that we know. One, they have something in common not only important for our very existence in this planet, but also two topics that 
overwhelmingly, the Republicans have rejected, fought against, and even spread conspiracy theories. And what makes the conversation around this topic more difficult, they have millions of people who believe their conspiracy theories. Now, for those of you who have watched this program before, I mentioned time and again that uh, there is one boat called the United States of America. And uh, it doesn't matter which side of the boat you're on. If you're on that boat, if it sinks, everyone will perish. And that's one of the reasons that we spend a great deal of our time trying to educate uh, you so that you can make decisions not based on some conspiracy theories, based on someone who rely on your ignorance to make money. Because as I demonstrated many times here in this program, many of the people that actually everyone who lies to you, everyone who deceives you, they do it because number one, they don't think you are worth the truth. And number two, they don't care any, not even an iota about you. What they need from you is your continuous support so that they can get elected, reelected, because as far as they're concerned, that's all you matter. Beyond that, they don't give an iota about your life, the life of your children or your grandchildren. COVID has been a topic that's been with us for quite some time now, since 20. And it has accelerated, of course, uh, the, in 2021, but at the end of the 2020 uh, year, in 2021, fortunately for us here in the United States, we have had the good fortune of having a new president, someone who actually cares about your health or actually cares about your well-being, someone who would not advise you to go and drink Clorox in order to cure a pandemic. Someone who would not pretend to be a doctor and tell you what to do, but rather delegate that task to those who are knowledgeable in that aspect. We're talking about President Joe Biden. Now for a time, when he first came, he was doing everything possible in order to contain the spread of the virus.
After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended the Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended the Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. My name is Mike Duchenne and this is Suza, the place for common sense. We're talking about two very important topics the rise of the pandemic, known today as the Delta variant, and of course, the death of our planet, which we'll address shortly. With Joe Biden at the helm, there was some relief because he dedicated quite a bit of time and resources behind quelching, the rise of the pandemic. And it actually began to, to work beautifully, except for one problem, that now with the spread of the Delta variant, we've seen a rise again in the pandemic. And uh, unfortunately, that rise in the number of infection also caused an increase in the number of casualties. If you paying close attention, you notice on the right side of the screen, they show you that 97% of the people who are hospitalized are people who were not vaccinated. And 99% of the people who died are people who were not vaccinated. The past few weeks, we've seen a huge increase in the number of deaths. As you can see, by three. As coronavirus uh, cases there surging once again, attendees at the Conservative Political Action Conference this weekend erupted into cheers over the Biden administration's failure to hit its vaccine goal. And one of the problems that we identify that's been the cause of this problem is the fact that in the Republican circle, it is called for celebration that people are not taking the vaccine. It is called for celebration that people refuse to take the vaccine. Now, I don't know which planet it which country except the United States of America, where there are enough people who are ignorant enough to find it a joyful thing 
that the government fail to meet certain uh, criteria, the, especially in this particular case, trying to get as many people as possible vaccinated, and that, that threshold has not been met. And in the Republican circle, it's a matter of joy. Now, for those of you who have watched this program before, you heard me mention time and again that uh, the level of ignorance in the Republican circle is really something unprecedented. Now, some of you shrug it off. Some of you even question who the hell is that guy to call us ignorant. And interestingly enough, the past few weeks, you've been seeing on social media a recurring theme, people asking, why do Democrats think that Republicans are ignorant? Now, which means it's starting to catch up. People are starting to realize that's indeed the case. Now, I'll tell you in just a moment why it is that important to pay attention to and why shrugging it off is not really a solution. But the fact that the bulk of our society begin to recognize that Republicans in general are ignorant is matter of concern. And when we talk about people who are ignorant, we're not talking about people who did not go to school. We're not talking about people who do not have a college degree because most of the people in question, those people that, are, that were at CPAC, that cheer at the idea that the government failed to vaccinate as many people as it intended to, those are not people who didn't go to school. Most of those people, I can assure you, 90% of the people who attended uh, that venue have a degree, some of them even a master degree, some a PhD. And yet, here are those people clapping, cheering, because not many people in their circle get vaccinated. Now, I don't know how those individuals define not being ignorant, but this is ignorance. Anyone that can cheer at that idea cannot claim to be a smart individual. Now, why would it matter? I exposed many times in this program before why the ignorance of the Republicans is the biggest threat to America. The greatest threat today to America is the ignorance of millions of Republicans. Now, acknowledging you are ignorant is not an easy thing, but not acknowledging it doesn't make it any less so either. And that's the struggle, the fight that this country is currently confronting in every aspect. Now, we're talking about the spread of the pandemic. Shortly, I will be talking about the death of our planet the environment, and to show you that both of those things are connected with the ignorance of the Republican. Now, I presented to you, and I wrote extensively about that, that the Republican leaders capitalize on the ignorance of the Republican constituent. In fact, they bet on that. They bet on the very ignorance of their supporters in order for them 
to continue to make money. You tune into Fox, for instance, you find out that the reason they continue to peddle conspiracy theories, the reason that they continue to lie to the constituent, to lie to the audience, is because their marketing team has told them that the people that they cater to, they are not smart people. They prefer conspiracy theory. They prefer for you to make them feel good. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about fact. As long as you continue to make them feel good, they will buy it. And we need that audience. We need to make money. Now, as you can see, it's a vicious cycle. You have ignorant people now being fed misinformation, being fed uh, 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 conspiracy theory. Those people themselves become even more ignorant. And what makes the situation even more untenable is the fact that those people, they have children, they have grandchildren, and they're going to talk to the children and their grandchildren and feeding them those false information. And as you can see, instead of having a better generation, what you have is a generation of idiots, a generation of morons, a generation of misinformed people, but those individuals would tell you that they know. They're smart people. They went to college. They have money. And that's a predicament the country is currently in because people who could have made the situation better, like, you know, Fox, the host, could have done a better job educating the people that, that their audience, but instead they prefer to capitalize on their ignorance. And that's not something you should be surprised about because of the fact that the Republican legislators across the country, they too have been doing exactly the same thing. They capitalize on the ignorance of their supporters. I just published an article in which I made a reference to that. America is screwed because the GOP leaders, most of them anyway, they bet their career, political career, on deceiving their audience, on deceiving their constituents. And they have already succeeded. I don't know if you pay attention that most of the nonsense, most of the ridiculousness of the previous president, of the former president, in terms of lie deception, up to today, millions of Republicans continue to repeat those nonsense. In other words, Republican leaders have succeeded terrifying the Republican constituent. Now, people talk about how do we convince Republicans to take the vaccine? How do we convince Republicans that if they don't take the vaccine, they'll die? In the past, if you watch this program, I alluded to the fact that those people should actually die. You should let them die because if they are stupid enough to continue to believe those nonsense that other people are telling them, then when they get to the point that they're dying, then they should die. I know that may sound a little bit harsh, but today they're the one spreading the nonsense that the at first, if you remember the way that this whole thing started, they told you that the COVID thing was a hoax. In fact, the former president stood 
on national stage, that's, I remember that very clearly, that was on March 3rd, 2020. Actually, it was March 6th. March 6, 2020, at the time that the, the spread of the COVID in America was really very low. In fact, if my memory serves me right, we probably had less than 20 people who were infected at that time. Not dead, infected. March 6, 2020. And he himself, the pre former president of the United States, stood on national state and said, it's a hoax of the Democrats. And that's what we have in the Republican Party. People are too ignorant to understand when somebody lies to them, to understand those things cannot possibly be true because they're not logical. And as such, the country went through a process where there had to be a lockdown. Businesses were closed. A lot of people lost their job. And a lot of those businesses didn't come back. Now, once Joe Biden took over, of course, being an intelligent, a smart individual, and most importantly, someone who is very concerned about the well-being of the nation, so he got to work and make sure that CDC has the resources necessary to combat the spread of the virus. And they were doing an excellent job, but unfortunately, the, 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 there is a large sector of the population, the Republicans, that refuse to take the vaccine. And yet, after the lockdown has been lifted, all those people are mingling with other people. So what ended up happening with the Delta variant coming from India, more specifically, start spreading in the United States of America, then we start seeing also an increase in the spread of the Delta variant in America. In fact, in New York City, 75% of the cases of the pandemic, 75% are Delta variant, meaning the people that are infected by, the, uh, by COVID, they have the Delta variant strength. Now, what's different uh, this time is the fact that, number one, this is a more transmissible uh, strand, and number two, it looks like for the unvaccinated people, the, when they get that, that, that uh, uh, when they get infected, getting a vaccine seems to be ineffective. At the time that they are laying in a hospital, Giving them a vaccine is not going to change anything. In fact, you may have heard the past few weeks that there was this story going around the internet when, where a doctor has to tell patients who are dying or refuses refuse to take the vaccine prior, now who are dying of COVID, now they're asking for the vaccine. And the doctor to tell them, I'm sorry, it's too late. Now, you may not care about yourself, but especially if you have children, if you have parents, grandparents, that should be of concern to you because your reluctance to take the vaccine is going to impact them and eventually is going to kill them.
And you're going to pretend that you're sad. You're going to pretend you regret not to have done this, not to have done that. And the question is, why not do it so that you don't have to regret not having done it? Now, the example I just gave you of Republican at a venue cheering at the idea that people didn't take the vaccine, cheering at the idea that Joe Biden didn't meet this threshold that is set for himself to have so many people vaccinated. They cheered at the idea. I don't know how you define ignorance, but this is ignorance at, the, at its worst. You have people in a country that find it joyful that people are dying because they're not taking the vaccine. They find that a joy. So when I say that those people, if they get infected, they have, they are hospitalized, they should die, then to me, find it harsh and say that guy should die. I'm not clapping for that. They are. They clapping at the idea that people are dying because they're not taking the vaccine and you would find me guilty of something that I said those same people should die if they are infected and hospitalized. So you may stand under your pedestal and think, oh, that guy, my God, I cannot believe that. He's saying that. Well, you would be an hypocrite, especially if you are a Republican, to even state that because you are the same people who clap at the idea that people are exposed, unvaccinated, and therefore will die because of that. Yesterday alone, yesterday, more than 891 people lost their lives to the Delta variant. That's 300%. And you clap because, well, this, this is great. People are dying. They're not vaccinated. This is fantastic. You cheer at the idea. So this is one of the problems that the country is confronting, that we have, as you can see, as of that, we have more than half a million people, 613,000 people who have already lost their lives right here in America because of the pandemic. The state of New Jersey, the state of New York, currently are having conversation as to whether it would become necessary to have another lockdown. Now, in case nothing else matters to you, think about what another lockdown would do. Businesses would stop altogether. No travel, no going out, no going to the restaurant, no going to the movies, no going anywhere because of lockdown. Now, you would blame the government for it, obviously, because that's what Republicans are good for. It's always the government for. 
they are the ones that are putting the country in a position that at some point that decision may have to be made. But if it's made, they're going to say, well, it's a government. You know, they've been Democrats. But they never see that they are responsible for the problem. Because you take the vaccine, you take the precautions that are dictated by CDC, and everybody is safe. And this way, that idea of contemplating another lockdown would be off the discussion. But instead, you continue to listen to those morons that are telling you that it's a hoax. But if you have a conversation with any of those Republicans, they will tell you they're very smart people. They have a degree. We went to Ivy League school. We know what we're talking about. And unfortunately, that's the predicament the country is in, that every time that the country is confronting with a, a tragedy, a disaster, in this case, a pandemic such as the COVID, now, instead of having everyone in the same mindset, meaning literally, since it's affecting everyone, so everyone has to do his part in order to put an end to the spread of the virus. Instead, you have Republicans on one side arguing against that. And the worst part is it's not just the general public that are doing that. You find people on the radio, people on TV, they all the one spreading the false rumor. If you remember during the former administration, a lot of those are uh, uh, those crooks, uh, those so-called doctors went on uh, on on Fox and uh, telling stories about how it's not necessary to take the vaccine, it's not spreading as they're saying, and yet millions of people are dying around the world. And that's the argument that those people take in order to justify not taking the vaccine. Some of them pay with their lives. And as far as I'm concerned, well-deserved. But the people that suffer because of those individuals, those are the people that really put some sadness in, in your heart to know that that individual does or has done everything necessary to, in order to, to, to protect himself or herself from the spread of the pandemic. And then you have some moron, some ignorant individual that did not take any precaution, that did not take the vaccine, and then come and mingle with them and put them in that predicament. As such, to those of you who are smart enough to understand that until this is taken care of, you have to take precaution. You have to wear your mask. In fact, CDC just issued a new advisory about that. Even if you're already vaccinated, you are advised to continue to wear your mask. You are advised to continue to take the six-foot uh, 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 separation protect, uh, uh, distance from the next person. You are advised to continue to wash your hands. You are advised to continue to take all the necessary precaution until this whole thing, until most everyone has been vaccinated. As per the latest uh, information, 57% of the population are vaccinated. 93% of those are Democrats, 47% in the Republican. 
the Republican just refuse to take the vaccine and they listen to moron that telling them on radio, on TV, and they reading papers as if it's not necessary. And every so often you hear that some of them die and then the rest, oh my God, we have to take the vaccine. Why do you have to wait until someone close to you die in order for you to do what's right by yourself, by your family, by your parents? So this is one of the big problems that this country is confronting that we have, unfortunately, people who claim to be smart and yet their action prove very different from their smart. You may have gone to Ivy League school, but that doesn't make you smart if you are spreading those nonsense rumors about the spread of the virus. Or if you yourself believe that, you can write it off. You may be able to, maybe, because a lot of people have done that, but a lot of two, uh, people as well have lost their lives. Now, the reason that the number was a little bit constrained, although it's still a huge number, more than half a million, it's because there was a lockdown. People weren't mingling. Now that there is no lockdown, people are mingling, traveling. You're on the same plane, you're on the same train, you're on the same bus. You are mingling, and if the virus continues to increase, then you're going to start seeing that thing start getting really bad. And what that also means, more and more people will die because there is no lockdown as we talk. So once again, for those of you who are smart enough and at the very least responsible enough to care about your family, your children, your spouse, your parents, I strongly encourage you to take the step of taking the vaccine, to take the step of having your family take the vaccine to protect yourself from individuals who, some of them, will never get smart enough to do what's right. So in order to protect yourself from those morons, go and take the vaccine. Encourage your family to take the vaccine. Because if you don't do that, don't pretend later on when a member of your family die that you are saddened by it because you caused that. So to prevent this from happening, the best thing to do is to make sure you protect yourself from the spread of the virus. This is Sluza. We're talking about the pandemic. My name is Mac Duchenne. We'll be right back. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures like his handling of the Syrian crisis. 
If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Welcome once again to Sousa, the place of common sense. My name is Mike Duchesne, and we are talking about, uh, uh, well, actually two topics that we have been talking about is, uh, uh, the first one is uh, the rise of uh, the uh, pandemic or the re-emergence of the pandemic. And the second is, of course, uh, the environment. Uh, we just talk a great deal about the rise of the pandemic and the difficulty, the obstacle that we find ourselves uh, uh, fighting, having to deal with. And that's why today, once again, we fear that we may find ourselves in the same predicament we found ourselves a year ago. Uh, as I mentioned, the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, and I'm sure that there may be other states that are currently looking at the data, looking at the increase of the number of infection and trying to decide whether to either put a complete lockdown or a partial lockdown. And that would be really pretty detrimental for the economy. So the people who are responsible of this problem are exclusively Republicans. For some reason, they decide they don't have to until they find a loved one die, someone close to them die, only at that time that they find it necessary to do something uh, about that. I take that opportunity to invite you to uh, actually follow me on uh, Facebook, follow me on uh, Twitter, and also to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, every time we start the program, we send an invite, and in the invite, you will be able to click on a link to come to this program because we do not have allegiance to political party and we do not cater to a specific political party. What we do, we identify problem caused by specific groups and we outline those problems for you. We discuss them in detail. And of course, as usual, we present you with a solution. Now, if you are a Republican nowadays, you may not like so much what we have to say about because most of the problems that we are confronting today are caused almost exclusively by Republicans. So please do take the time to do so, so that we can have this conversation on a regular basis, especially if you are a patriot and if you are concerned about 
the future of the country. Now, the environment. When we hear, when you hear Richard Nixon, what do you hear? Usually, we think about Watergate. Most people, uh, whether you were born yesterday or you've been around the block, the minute you hear the word Richard Nixon, you think Watergate. Because Richard Nixon has been associated with Watergate. Well, for those of you who don't know the gist of which is Richard Nixon had, well, his administration had uh, his people spying on the Democrats and they get caught. And when they get caught, it becomes a problem. Now, in all fairness, Richard Nixon is considered sad when compared to Donald Trump. You know, the former president, Richard Nixon was a sin. Because what I just mentioned to you was Richard Nixon's sin. Literally, that's all it was. I'm not saying it's okay, but that's what it was. Richard Nixon was, by any measure, one of the best presidents. If you remove the resigning uh, of Richard Nixon, he would have been uh, classified as one of the best president. In contrast, you have Donald Trump, that those morons today worship, consider their God, is probably one of the most despicable individuals who has occupied the Oval Office. He has been not accused, but public records of Donald Trump tell you that the guy is a crook, a corrupt person. Not something he did once or twice or three times. That's how he lived his life. So Richard Nixon, in all fairness, as I mentioned, would be considered a saint. And yet, at the time that Richard Nixon was caught in the Watergate scandal, he was forced to resign. Because at that time, those who were legislators had the decency and know that the primary job... Of the decisions I have made in my public life, I have always tried to do what was best for the nation. Throughout the long and difficult period of Watergate, I have felt it was my duty to persevere, to make every possible effort to complete the term of office to which you elected me. In the past few days, however, it has become evident to me that I no longer have a strong enough political base in the Congress to justify continuing that effort. Now, I personally believe that Richard Nixon, contrary to what history brings us about his presidency, there was something you could say patriotic about Richard Nixon. And he just explained it in his departing speech that he was hanging on, just like anybody who has power would try to do. But the minute that he realized that the people that supposed to keep him in power decide we rather abide by the Constitution of the United States than protecting an individual, then he had no choice but to walk away. Now notice what happened. 
Richard Nixon, for those of you who don't pay attention to detail, or who may not have been expressed any interest in why, because usually when you hear a name like people hear of Adolf Hitler, they only know really the superficial part of the story, but not the detail that gives you that superficial part. So as such, Richard Nixon, once people say Watergate, some people don't even know what Watergate is. They just say, oh, the Watergate guy. So once they hear Richard Nixon, they associate him with Watergate. And indeed, that's the reason Richard Nixon resigned from office. However, if you take the Watergate part out of Richard Nixon administration, then you start seeing a whole different presidency. In fact, the second time when Richard Nixon ran for re-election, he won on a landslide, in a landslide. When he ran for re-election, he won in a landslide. Of course, what a good thing happened this year. Again, I want you to focus on the most important aspect of what happened, what Nixon did. Because most people focus on the fact that he had to resign because of something bad that he did. Yes, what he did was unacceptable because we have a democratic system. And unfortunately, we only have two major political parties, the Democrat, the Republican. Now, the idea of spying or trying to find what the other side does or is doing is nothing new. In fact, you may even recall that during the 2016 presidential election that these rumors today become part of the conversation that there were what they call research, research on the opposing party. They call it opposition research. So it's nothing new. But what's different about Richard Nixon is the fact that his office was involved in breaking into the Democrat Party. That's something you see in third world country. So it shouldn't have happened. So the idea of the breaking, that's a word of it. I'm explaining to you shortly so that you understand how much of a big difference in terms of where Republicans were and where they are today as to how much they don't give a damn about America today. So the people that served Richard Nixon, they broke into the Democrat Party uh, uh, headquarters and they tried to find information about the Democrat strategy. That's all it was. Again, I'm not saying it was okay. I'm saying that's all it was. Now, in that again, what the former president did, Donald Trump, go to foreign government, trying to get the foreign government to lie about his, op his opponent. And the last part that we saw evolving right under our, our eyes on January 6th, trying to, to, to get his supporters to go into insurrection. 
Richard Nixon was a saint, literally speaking, when you compare him to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the worst individual that has occupied the Oval Office. Someone who doesn't care about the United States of America, someone who doesn't give a damn about the Constitution. And what makes the situation even worse is the fact that you have the Republicans that are equally bad, equally worse. Because during Nixon time, the Republican were the one that forced his end to resign. And look at what they consider unacceptable for the leader. Again, I'm not saying it was okay, but breaking into the Democrat headquarters to find what they were up to, meaning what strategy they were going to put in place, is bad. But when you compare that to what the former president did, this is absolutely nothing. And yet, at that time, the Republican would not accept a leader that did that. But today, oh, this is, they exonerate him. Oh, yes, he's off the hook because he's great. This is what you have today as the Republican Party. You have crooks. You have corrupt individuals. You have people who don't give a damn about the Constitution of the United States. Those are the people that are today Republican leaders. When I tell you that the Republican leaders bet their career on deception, you think it's just some damn liberal talking? Those people, they rely exclusively on the ignorance of the constituent. So Richard Nixon was gone. But that's not the reason we take that to talk about. We actually bring Richard Nixon forth but we have to give you the background in order for you to understand that Richard Nixon did do something that was not acceptable and he paid a price for it. He resigned. But Richard Nixon cannot be compared to Donald Trump because Richard Nixon was a saint in comparison to Donald Trump. So I want you to keep that in mind. Because every time we have this discussion, we want you to understand that, in a sense, I'd say that history is very harsh on Richard Nixon because of what we're going to talk about shortly. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, 
The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Welcome once again to Sousa, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchenne, and we are talking about the environment. We just mentioned to you about the 37th president, Richard Nixon, that most people remember or recognize as the individual who was involved in Watergate and who had to resign. But Richard Nixon is much, much, much more than that. In fact, one of the things that happened uh, under Richard Nixon, uh, should say his accomplishment, is uh, it's a lot uh, that he has achieved during his administration. And uh, we will show you shortly uh, the list of things that Richard Nixon has accomplished. As you can see, uh, Richard Nixon, one of the, the things that happened uh, during his time that the Vietnam War was going on, and uh, that was a, a very unpopular war. And at the time, uh, there were a lot of uh, protests on the street. And Richard Nixon, of course, not that he wouldn't want to continue the war, but he listened to the American people. He put an end uh, to the war. And it was also Richard Nixon that put an end uh, to a uh, military draft. Of course, we credit Bill Clinton for that. Uh, but Richard Nixon began that process. It never really took hold. Uh, and that's something we can talk about later on. But Bill Clinton wasn't the first one that that tried to uh, at least uh, made it happen. Though it was, there were already some uh, seed planted on the ground, and it was Richard Nixon that actually uh, did that. Now, one of the most important aspects of his presidency was uh, a relation with China. Now, today, uh, the past few decades, actually, you've been hearing a lot of conversation about uh, the United States fighting with China. You talk about trade war and a bunch of other aspects of the relation. But it was Richard Nixon that, with a visit to China, uh, not only begun, but strengthened diplomatic relation with China. And that make it possible, not only for China, but also for the United States to have the venue that today you see Apple pretty much has all his phone built uh, in China. At least the most important aspect of the phone, built, uh, manufactured in China. So those are not small accomplishments. Those are things that, unfortunately, the Watergate uh, uh, make it 
almost like he, he didn't do anything. But those are really extremely important accomplishments. Now, here's another one that later uh, you heard, especially Republican, that always uh, 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 praising uh, Ronald Reagan for the uh, for the the fall of the wall in Germany, uh, but relationship with that part of the world, for instance, uh, the the tre treaty agreement with with Russia was uh, started by uh, 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 by Richard Nixon, the anti-ballistic uh, uh, treaty with Russia uh, at that time, uh, the Soviet Union. Uh, he was the one that actually made the progress necessary for later, for a uh, future president, from his time that is, for future president to build on in order to get the world, to make the world a better place. Because the Cold War, as long as it lasted, Mr. Nixon set the base to prevent an actual war from happening the Third World War, so to speak. So, and unfortunately, as I mentioned, the Watergate uh, make all those, those things that Richard Nixon did uh, done almost like he didn't do anything because whenever you talk about Richard Nixon, the only thing that you talk about is really uh, the Watergate. And uh, I never, uh, except if, you're, if the person is a, a historian, but it's 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 really quite rare to 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 even talk to anyone and hear that the person talking about Richard Nixon accomplishment because the only thing they remember the only thing that on the surface on the public uh, knowledge or subconscious is Watergate. So you say Richard Nixon, Watergate, and you can test that theory and you'll notice that. Uh, you mentioned Richard Nixon to anyone, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But no one will tell you about those things that I'm talking about, which is the treaty with, uh, with Russia, the relation with China, the uh, ending of the military draft, and also uh, Richard Nixon did something at the time that was absolutely necessary. He put uh, 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 a wage... Uh, 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 it, it put a price control on on uh, on 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 merchandise uh, in order to prevent sellers from gouging the the customer. Now those are the venue of uh, the financial sector. But as, again, as president, it's his job to protect the people, and he took that to heart. So it wasn't just uh, it, it wasn't just the, the, the Watergate president. And also, Richard Nixon was the first one that actually really started a program uh, to combat cancer, war on cancer, so to speak. So, again, as I mentioned, all of those things that we're talking about, none of that is even ever mentioned when you talk about Richard Nixon. But what I really want to talk about is the last item on the list of Nixon accomplishment. The creation of EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. That's what I want to talk about today 
of uh, as to in, in the list of accomplishment, all of those things that I just mentioned, they're extremely important. We cannot minimize the importance of all those things that are in front of you, whether it's a relation with China, the anti-ballistic treaty with Russia, uh, the war on, on cancer, all of those things are extremely important. And unfortunately, as I mentioned, it is sad that unless you're talking about scholar, unless you're talking about historian, unless you're talking about being in, in college and studying that part of the history, that time of history, Richard Nixon is not mentioned with any of those things. Watergate is what everybody recognize or knows Nixon by. But the most important aspect, the most important accomplishment rather that we will focus on is the creation of EPA. That's the Environmental Protection Agency. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Welcome once again to Sluza, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchenne, and we are talking about, well, the environment. Well, Richard Nixon. But we talk about Richard Nixon for the simple purpose of uh, addressing an important achievement during his administration, which is the creation of the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA. Now, EPA was created by Richard Nixon in 1964. And the purpose was really because at some point, Richard Nixon started getting a, an earful of environment uh, activists that began to put in the public eyes the devastation that companies, manufacturers, 
chemical car, the kind of thing that they were doing that, remember, it's a long time ago. Actually, I say 1964, it could have been 1970, in the 1970s, uh, getting to think about that. But again, uh, the date escaped me, but we'll stick with 1964 for the time being. Uh, but to be fair, it's Richard Nixon. Uh, he created the APA in order to combat those type of damages done to our nature. And at the time, by the way, the kind of pollution that we see that we have to cope with, the water, the air, those type of pollution did not, weren't even as bad at the time of, of, uh, of Richard Nixon. Today, adding to the, all that is the drilling. What you're currently looking at is uh, a drilling gone bad, where all the oil are being literally not contained, not captured, but just dropped on the ground. Now, you may recall, uh, I believe it was 2010, when uh, in the Gulf Coast, there were oil spill, which we'll talk about uh, uh, in, in, our next, uh, in our next segment. All that contribute a great deal to destroying nature. And this is what Richard Nixon foresaw, maybe, and uh, decided, as government, they have to do something about it. As you can see, polluting the environment is not without consequences. What you're currently seeing is the sight of Dead Sea washed ashore, and it's not one or not two, it's not a dozen, it's not two dozen, it's hundreds of fish and both small and large that wash ashore because the water polluted. Now, one thing that you may not pay attention to when Ever that we talk about climate change, we talk about the environment, especially uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, there are those two important factors that usually get a lot of resistance from Republicans. And I always wonder as to how in the world smart, intelligent people cannot come to the same conclusion everybody else does. Because those are not speculation. You go to college, and whatever you study, your field of study is, you don't question whatever you learn, because you have to rely on whatever you learn so that you can make a living, whatever that is. If you go to medical school, you learn a lot about the human uh, body. And when you go to practice medicine, you rely on that knowledge so that you can help. 
Now, some people go to practice certain uh, trade in order to help people, others because of money. Whatever the reason is, is irrelevant. Whatever the reason is, one thing remains certain. You base whatever you do on the knowledge you acquire in order to accomplish what you're working on. Across the world, 99.7% of the scientists, not just here in the United States, across the world agree with one thing. There has been changes in our environment, climate change, so to speak. And a lot of the things that we as humans have done have created the problem. A lot of the things we humans have done contribute to exacerbating the problem. Now, Richard Nixon, a few decades ago, understood the importance of protecting the environment. He created EPA. As I mentioned to you, Richard Nixon is very rarely uh, uh, used as in any other context but Watergate. And yet he has left, he has done a lot of good for the country. But the reason we're talking about EPA today is because of what we'll talk about next time as to what really is really going on. We have an environmental protection agency, primary job to protect the environment, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, the two most important, the two most basic means for us to, to be alive. You cannot be alive if you cannot breathe. You may go with, for a little while without water, but you cannot last too long if you simply do not have water. You need water. Now, the chemical company manufactures they polluting both, both the air and the water. They have been doing that. But I will show you the problem that we have. Why the Republican resistance to acknowledging the problem is probably going to contribute to the end of our civilization. And I don't mean that lightly. You see dinosaur, they no longer. Can you spot a dinosaur anywhere? Have you heard of anyone spotting a dinosaur? I know you watch movie, you've seen it. I know you read book, you you it's this big creatures, and you probably think, eh, those are fiction. They really did used to exist, you know. We even have fossils of dinosaur. 
In fact, if I'm not mistaken, we currently, we have an egg, a dinosaur egg. I don't know if they decide to hatch it or what they done or just preserve it, but the bottom line is, this is not science fiction. Dinosaur used to exist, so what happened to them? The environment was no longer conducive to their existence, so they were wiped out. Just like any other organism, we, humans, are just living organisms. As long as the environment is conducive to our existence, we'll continue to live. Contrary to the, contrary to the dinosaur, that had no say over the environment, we humans, as smart as we say we are, we are the ones destroying that environment. And what makes it worse? People who think they are smart, people who believe they are smart, people who claim on the rooftop that they are smart, they're the one contributing to destroying the very environment. Now, we have hope, a certain hope, because of the progress being made in traveling to space. But if we continue the way that we continue to destroy our environment, there will be no time to escape before a major disaster. We have more frequent tsunami. We have more frequent volcanoes. We have more frequent earthquakes. The worst of it, our tectonic plate seems to be shifting a little bit more frequently. Now, in case you have no idea what that might entail, you must have seen somehow, somewhere, maybe on YouTube, that there is a big gap open on the street or somewhere where, in fact, in Chile, not maybe a, a year or so ago, there was such a huge gap that opened, the earth opened, and there were uh, a few houses that actually went under. Those disappeared completely. When the tectonic plate shifts, that's what happened. It caused havoc. So we start seeing those things happening a little bit more frequently. What that entails is, it's just a matter of time if we continue to deny the problem and if we continue to act in a way that continue to damage our environment, we can extrapolate, we will be going in the way of the dinosaur. And that's not speculation. Richard Nixon was smart enough to create the Environmental Protection Agencies. He was a Republican. Republicans today are dumb enough to prevent the Environment Protection Agency from doing the job for which it was created. And that is what I invite you to come next week when we continue that conversation and show you the impact, the devastation that happened because of that. But more importantly, what would happen to mankind 
if we continue on that path. My name is Mike Dushan, and this is Suza. I thank you for listening in, and I hope you can invite friends, neighbors, family members, so that next time when we talk about that important topic, they too can benefit of that information. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and join me next week. Good day. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Suzao program, the place for common sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestions, or simply let us know how it works. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and rock get so comfortable now Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow Here we go Our podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles my name is mike duchenne md for short i hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening whichever it happens to be hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast that, that was suza live from new york good day